0: A few days ago on April 27th, to be precise, I uploaded this video talking about how Mike Tyson is back in training and he's planning to have a couple of exhibition bouts. Now, at the time, we hadn't yet seen any footage of Mike Tyson training. And as such, the majority of the Tyson fans and boxing fans in general were telling Mike, don't do it. We don't need to see you come back. Stay retired. We don't need to see no 53 year old man trying to recapture the past. Just stay retired and do your podcast, etc. They were fearful for Mike Tyson coming back at any kind of level. But in this particular video, I said something which I'm going to play for you now and then I'll expand on it a little bit afterwards. Let me just play this clip of something I said in a video. Mike Tyson athletically was always very gifted the hand speed the punching power the hand eye coordination all that kind of stuff Um, the balance etc he threw punches with very very good form he'll still have some semblance of that so if Mike Tyson gets in shape right now starts hitting pads in the bag it may look a bit impressive okay so there you hear it That you heard it rather. I said that don't be surprised if you see some training footage of Mike Tyson at the age of 53 and he looks impressive, okay? And that has happened now. He's released some footage, and rather than what people were saying prior to this footage being released stay retired, you know, take it easy, Mike now people are getting carried away. Now people are saying that Tyson at 53 could knock out AJ. Knock out Wilder, beat Tyson Fury. All this kind of stuff is coming out from the Tyson fanboys and the casuals. Now, let me play the footage. And look, he looks impressive on the pads. Mike Tyson always did. But this is a little five-second clip, okay? So let me play it, and then I'll tell you what I think of it. And then I'll tell you why people shouldn't get carried away, in my opinion. So here we go. Make sure the volume's right. Yep. Yep. Okay. okay. All right. So the form, the speed, all that kind of stuff, vintage Tyson, even his build because Mike Tyson over the past, however long, 15 years since he's been retired, whatever it is exactly, his body has deteriorated. I mean, when he did, I think it was the first Hangover movie, he was kind of overweight. And then he got to the stage where he was like really, really slim. So his... Weight has been fluctuating all over the place, but at one stage, Mike Tyson lost a lot of his muscularity. You know, his neck started getting thin and his body was thin and all that kind of stuff. He was smoking a lot and well, he's been drinking and doing all kinds of substances for the past 15 years, not living the life of a boxer. And I covered a lot of it in the previous video. But now that he's back in training, you can see the muscularity returning. And again, Mike Tyson was always somebody who was athletically gifted and genetically gifted. This is an individual who puts muscle on very, very easily. Even at 53, he probably has a higher testosterone level than the overwhelming majority of 53-year-old men. So he's hitting the pads here, very good form. Tyson always had, you know, nice snappy punches. Now, being a pressure fighter and being a short guy that Mike Tyson is, He doesn't concentrate too much on extending his punches. So he throws bent arm shots. So he's already a short heavyweight at 5'10". And he's got short arms, just a 71-inch reach. And so he accentuates the fact, if that's even the right term to use, (laughs) that he's short by coming in, ducking low, and throwing bent arm punches. And see, one of the things about throwing bent arm punches, rather than locking your arms completely out, is that you can get your fist back to your uh, chin and you can get the other punch off more quickly because you're not fully extending the arm. Now, for short fighters, as I say, like Mike Tyson, that's perfectly fine. If you're a taller guy, you don't want to be throwing bent arm shots all the time on the pads. You want to be extending your arms, and particularly if you're fighting a shorter fighter or even if you're fighting a guy the same height as you, I want to be extending your arms on the pads and certainly not throwing bent arm shots like this. Because although it might look impressive throwing combinations and whatnot against a pad, you know, hitting a a pair of pads, when you're fighting an opponent who's messing with the range and moving his feet and giving you angles, you want to have the muscle memory to be able to lock your punches fully out so you can get full extension. Understand? Because one of the mistakes you see some fighters make, some tall fighters, is they throw these bent arm punches. No good for a tall fighter, but for a short fighter like Mike Tyson, he uses it to his advantage because he can get very fast combinations off up close. And so he's still got that. He's still got that old technique. He's still throwing those nice bent-arm shots, which he can, you know, throw very quickly and whatnot. And there's a lot of power there. And this in particular, the body shots were tremendous there in this little clip from Mike Tyson. Great body shots. And then he underneath and in a straight right hand to finish. Beautiful combination which is vintage Tyson. But there is a world of difference between hitting the pads and fighting an opponent. Now, if you can look this good on the pads, yeah, it's, it shows a certain amount you've got a certain amount of hand-eye coordination, hand speed, punching power, uh, etc. you know, fast twitch muscles, technique, but Mike Tyson looked great on the pads before the Danny Williams fight 15 years ago, whenever it was, he looked great on the pads before the Kevin McBride fight going back even further than that to the mid nineties. He looked tremendous on the pads before both Holyfield fights, but those are all fights he lost folks. And that was, you know, decades ago, if you're talking about the nineties and the Holyfield fights and at least what, 15 odd years ago when it was McBride and Danny Williams, So, what, is he going to be better now at 53 than he was 15 years ago? Of course not. Because as fast as he can throw combinations on the pads, and maybe on the bag too, how long can he keep it up for? Where are his reflexes at? I mean, I remember when Mike Tyson came back after being banned uh, for the second Holyfield fight where he bit Holyfield's ear. And he fought Francois Bota. And he'd been out the ring for, I don't know what it was, a year or more? And he was so rusty, his timing was so off that he was outboxed by Francois Bota for pretty much the whole fight until he finally ended it. I can't remember what round it was. Was it round five or six? He finally ended it with one punch, a right hand. But up to that point, he was being outboxed. His timing was off. His reflexes were not there. And Francois Bolta was actually having a field day, outboxing him. Now, I'm telling you people... Francois Bota was a tough, rugged game guy, but he is not in the league of Anthony Joshua, of Tyson Fury, of Deontay Wilder, not even in the same stratosphere as those guys. So the idea that Mike Tyson at 53 is going to come back and beat one of those uh, people, I mean, (laughs) that would be the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. I certainly don't believe he's capable of that at this point. Mike Tyson would probably lose to a tough journeyman at this stage. He lost to Ke- again. He lost to Kevin McBride. People, he lost to Danny Williams fifteen years ago. Looking great on the pads is not the be-all and end-all. Didn't Manny Pacquiao look better on the pads and more impressive on the bag than Juan Manuel Marquez? Yes, he did. But yet he still lost to Juan Manuel Marquez. Many people believe he actually lost all of those Marquez fights. So again, looking great on the pads in the bag is not the be all and end all. The older you get, the more your reflexes and timing deteriorate. So you can, you know, punch pads like this. That's great. But when you have to see an opening and react, the signal between your brain and your body moves that bit slower when you get older, you understand? So we're not talking about the speed in which Mike Tyson's hands are hitting something. We're talking about the speed in which the signal comes from his brain and then activates the actions of the body. This is the problem when you get older, yeah? That is what goes the reflexes. You can't uh, pull the trigger on opportunities to land punches. The way you used to, and you also can't get out of the way of punches the way you used to. This is what happens as you get older. Yeah. So again, tremendous form on the pads, uh, <laughs> hitting a guy who's standing right there and, you know, allowing himself to be hit. That's what the idea of uh, hitting the pads obviously is in this particular case. And interestingly enough, they're using, I think, Fairtex pads. Looks like Fairtex. Now, I think these are actually kickboxing pads. These are not normal boxing pads. And perhaps that's all they had in the house. Or maybe Mike Tyson still hits so ridiculously hard that they've got to use kickboxing because people normally kick these, not just punch them. they're, They're made to absorb the impact of kicks. And maybe Mike Tyson hits so damn hard, even at 53, that they have to use kickboxing pads. Also notice that Mike Tyson is using very small gloves here. They look like they could be 10 ounce gloves, like fight gloves are certainly not big, uh, you know, 18, 20-ounce gloves. They look like they might be the size of fight gloves. Maybe 12-ounce, 14-ounce at, at the most, maybe. But those are small gloves he's wearing there, which obviously uh, accentuates the hand speed. But you can see the combination anyway. That little short jab come hook from with a bent arm, then a the right hand with a bent arm, which kind of grazed off the pad. Then the hook, which landed with good form. And then he goes to the body. Those are beautiful body shots. That's classic vintage Mike Tyson form, the double hook to the body, then rolling underneath, bang, and then the right hand. You know, one of the things about pad routines as well, which can be misleading, I remember Errol Spence talking about this because Errol Spence and his trainer, they don't work normally on, you know, extended pad sequences where Spence is throwing. 10, 15 punch combinations. They don't tend to do that. And I remember an interviewer asking him why, and he said, because it's not realistic. Because when you're in the ring, you very rarely get the opportunity to land a 15 punch combination. Normally you're landing two, three, four punches at a a time maximum. So that's what you should concentrate on doing. Throwing your two, three, four shots, moving, you know, dealing with your opponent, giving you a different angle, learning to cut him down or maneuver yourself into a position where you can get another burst of shots off. It's only usually when you're finishing an opponent that you can start getting, you know, all these combinations off. And obviously we're talking about at the elite level. If you're fighting journeyman, then yeah, you can go to town and get all kinds of combinations off against the journeyman or somebody who's just not on your level. But when you're fighting the top guys who understand how to use uh, range, distance, feints, angles, all that kind of stuff, then getting combinations like this off is easier said than done. It's like Andy Ruiz. We all know Andy Ruiz is a great combination puncher. We saw it in the first AJ fight. But in the second AJ fight, AJ decided to use range and distance more. And Andy Ruiz's fast hands, where were they? He couldn't get himself into position to be able to get shots like that off. So same for a 53-year-old Mike Tyson. Now, we've all been waiting for... The new Mike Tyson to come along for years. You know, we've always wanted that because Mike Tyson, for me, is the most exciting heavyweight in history. There was never anybody before or since who had his combination of speed, explosiveness, power, uh, just ferocity. You, you didn't have to wait in a Mike Tyson fight for the action to begin because as soon as the opening bell sounded, he was on you like a harbor shark you know, so we've all been waiting for the new Mike Tyson. And I think people's desire to see a new Mike Tyson, there's never been anybody like him before or since there was Rocky Marciano and Joe Frazier who were short, aggressive heavyweights, but they didn't have the athleticism or the overall talent of Mike Tyson. They didn't, they had certain attributes, which were better than Tyson. I would say Joe Frazier had better stamina and better work rate than Tyson, but overall Tyson was a more gifted fighter. So we've we've all been waiting for a new Mike Tyson. And I think the desire to have a new Mike Tyson is so great among the fans that they're, they're now wishful thinking after seeing this footage. I mean, there are people running around saying that the heavyweight division right now is a disgrace. This is what people were saying in the comments section because a lot of people have uploaded this particular clip to their YouTube channels. People are saying that the heavyweight division is a disgrace because this 53-year-old man has got faster hands than anybody in the division right now. Well, I agree he does based upon this clip, but the heavyweight division right now is full of giants. You can't expect a guy who's 6'6", like Anthony Joshua, or 6'9", like Tyson Fury, or 6'7", like Deontay Wilder, to have the hand speed of a guy who's only 5'10", with a 71-inch reach. That's ridiculous. How the hell can a guy that size have hand speed like someone of these dimensions? You know, Mike Tyson has a lot of fast twitch muscle fibers, but also he's got short arms. He's got a very thick torso, but in terms of the width of his shoulders, relatively narrow. I've met Mike Tyson in person, okay? So I know how big he actually is. He's a small guy, yeah? I mean, relatively speaking, okay? Depends how big you are, but to me, he's a small guy. And a guy like that who is very compact, he can move his his hands very fast with such short arms. And he's throwing bent arm punches as well, rotating his hips and all that kind of stuff. You know, fast twitch muscle. He can move his, his hands fast. You can't expect a guy with a, with a 82-inch reach like AJ or an 85-inch reach like Tyson Fury or an 83-inch reach like Deontay Wilder to be able to throw fast combinations, you know, hooks and uppercuts like Mike Tyson. That's ridiculous. Their arms are too long to be able to throw punches that fast. Do you understand? (laughs) The dimensions of them fighters is too big. They're not built for fast hooks and uppercuts like Mike Tyson is. So you're just dealing with body mechanics here. But if you're talking about uh, who can throw more effective punches at long range, well, I'm telling you people, it's no contest. Mike Tyson can't move as slickly as Tyson Fury. You're trying to tell me that Mike Tyson could do what... few Fu- It's like people saying it's a disgrace that Tyson has got faster hands than anyone in the division right now, even though he's way smaller than, uh, certainly, AJ and Fury. And obviously, even though he's around the same weight as Wilder, he, uh and I'm talking about when he was in his prime, same kind of, same kind of weight as Wilder. Again, much shorter arms so he can get punches off more quickly, yeah? With that fast twitch muscle fiber. But at long range... Wilder's right hand is probably just as fast. If you're talking about a straight right hand from Tyson or a straight right hand from Wilder, there's probably not much in it in terms of hand speed. The hooks, etc., from Mike Tyson, obviously way faster, yeah? But there are certain things that those heavyweights around today can do that Mike Tyson can't do. Mike Tyson can never be as slick as Tyson Fury and box the way Fury did with that kind of versatility, let's say in the Vladimir Klitschko fight you know so uh, it's a silly thing to say when people are saying it's a disgrace that these guys are not as fast as Tyson <laughs> you know it, p- different people have different natural attributes being as big as Tyson Fury is he has tremendous advantages yeah and yeah Mike Tyson used some of his supposed disadvantages like his lack of height and lack of reach to reach to his advantage up close But a long range, if you knew what you were doing against Mike Tyson, you could nullify a lot of this impressive stuff that he does up close. I mean, even in his prime, Tony Tucker avoided all this stuff. You never saw Tony Tucker getting hit with combinations like this against the prime Tyson. You never saw it. Tony Tucker finished the Mike Tyson fight unscathed. And he broke his hand early in the fight, Tony Tucker. Yeah? But Tucker never took all this punishment and (laughs) and stood in front of a prime Tyson, taking all these combinations. No, he used his height and reach. He moved around. He held on when he could. He had a broken hand, but he still managed to go the distance and he won several of the early rounds. So again, people are looking at it the wrong way. I understand, you know, Mike Tyson is a fan favorite. I used to love watching Mike Tyson fight. As far as a new Mike Tyson coming along, There doesn't seem to be anybody on the horizon. There will probably never be another Mike Tyson. You know, he had, uh, I remember somebody described it as he won the genetic lottery in terms of short pressure fighting heavyweights because he was just the ultimate short pressure fighter, you know? Hand speed, punching power, timing, reflexes, great chin, uh, could punch with both hands, punch variety, a defense. In his prime, he seemed to have everything a pressure fighter could wish for. He didn't have the highest work rate of any pressure fighter you've seen, but again, for the most part, he was the ultimate pressure fighter. Now, there is a guy called James Wilson, aka The Beast, who some people have repeatedly pointed me towards. But unfortunately, people, James Wilson, who's a guy with an MMA background, Looks great doing his Mike Tyson like pad routines, but he still hasn't figured out how to actually box. You see, Mike Tyson could box, and I don't mean get on the back foot and be slick like Tyson Fury, but he understood that you have to stay calm, first of all, in a boxing ring. Mike Tyson in his prime was a very, very calm fighter. To the uninitiated, to the layman, watching Mike Tyson fight in his prime, it looks as though he's in a whirlwind of uh rage, but he actually wasn't. He was just very fast and he'd gone through his uh, routines in the gym, his drills in the gym over and over and over again, thousands and thousands of times to the point where if you're Chest muscle flexed. Mike Tyson was ready to move his head, step to the side, throw combinations. He was just a very, very well uh, trained, well rehearsed, athletically gifted fighter. Okay. So when you saw him in action, somebody throws a jab, he dips underneath, you know, three, four punches. He lets off that. He dips again, starts hitting you in the body. He's calm when he's doing it. That's what you have to understand. With James Wilson, he is putting everything. He's like, whipping himself up into a frenzy to do his pad routines. So he needs to get out of that mindset first of all, because he's wasting loads of energy. Yeah? If you watch Mike Tyson sparring, there are loads of Mike Tyson sparring videos online. Mike Tyson actually works on his boxing and his sparring. He uses his jab a lot. He's not just rushing in there, flying at his sparring partners, trying to knock them out, no. He's being technical. He's working his way in behind a jab. He's being patient. He's being methodical. And then occasionally you'll see him let off one of those trademark fast combinations. And that's what James Wilson needs to do. Everything I've seen from James Wilson, for one, James Wilson is too heavy. He's a six foot heavyweight and he's carrying way too much excess muscle. So he needs to quit the weights room as AJ did for the Andy Ruiz rematch. And God, I was getting so much criticism from all these bodybuilding freaks who would turn up to my YouTube channel and hear me saying how putting on excess muscle is a detriment to most fighters because it slows you down and hurts your stamina and all that kind of stuff. And actually, in some cases, it can hurt your power as well if you put on too much muscle. But I was vindicated when AJ lost loads of muscle for the Andy Ruiz rematch and gained loads of stamina and mobility and won the fight. So that vindicated the fact that, you know, I've been uh, criticizing fighters who put on too much muscle, which doesn't need to be there. Muscle, which your body was not naturally designed to carry. Your heart and lungs were not naturally designed to carry that extra 15, 20, etc. pounds of muscle. Yeah. It's going to put more of a strain on your cardiovascular system. So James Wilson needs to learn that lesson. Get out of the weights room. Stop doing all them weights. You need to lose a good... 10, 15 pounds of muscle. And secondly, he actually needs to learn how to box. Stay calm. Don't be in a rush to land all these 15 punch combinations. Stay calm. Use your jab. Trust the process. Be patient. This is how Mike Tyson was. He was a patient, patient fighter. Yeah. It just so happens that because he was so gifted, he could spot opportunities and he was so well well rehearsed in sparring and, you know, his routines in the gym that he could take advantage of the opportunities with confidence early in a fight because he was that talented. Okay. But that takes a tremendous amount of practice and repetition in the gym over and over again, being calm. Okay. Setting up your attacks while you're in a calm calculated state of mind. Yeah. Not some frenzy, like James Wilson seems to be in. So yeah, James Wilson has some athletic ability, but I believe he's already lost the fight or he certainly drew a fight against the journeyman. So it doesn't look good for James Wilson right now. And he's in his thirties anyway, a former MMA fighter. We don't know whether he can take a shot and he hasn't looked particularly impressive. Well, he hasn't looked impressive at all in his professional fights so far. So unfortunately at the moment, there doesn't look to be anybody in the mode of, a Mike Tyson around in the heavyweight division right now, uh, either coming up through the ranks or currently in contention. So it is what it is. We all just have to look back at the prime Mike Tyson with fond memories, watch his fights over and over again on YouTube. Maybe some youngsters can get inspired, but anybody who is getting inspired by Mike Tyson, who does fancy themselves as the new version of Tyson, again, understand the principles of what Mike was doing. He was not uh, uh, off his head, raging in his prime. No. The times when Mike Tyson lost his temper in the ring, it usually backfired on him. In the Holyfield fights, it backfired. In the uh, Kevin McBride fight, where he tried to break Kevin McBride's arm, it backfired. Now, he also lost his temper in the Francois Bolta fight, but his power got him out of trouble when he was getting outboxed. But ultimately, Mike Tyson at his best was calm. God, he was so calm. And that's how you have to be. You have to be calm, calculated. Don't be in a rush to throw a million combinations, (laughs) a million punch combinations. Trust the process and learn how to read your opponent and anticipate what he's going to do. That's that's what boxing's all about. Reading your opponent And doing so much sparring that you get to know the telltale signs of when an opponent is about to do something. Because most opponents will do similar things. Yeah, Most fighters will do similar things. You'll get a sense, you'll get a a feel for what they're going to do. And then you can start reacting accordingly. Yeah, And that's what Mike Tyson was so good at, was anticipating what his opponents were going to do. And then reacting to it. But as I say, ultimately, that's why at 53 years of age, I wouldn't like to see Mike Tyson in there against a legitimate contender, even a tough journeyman, you know, in a real fight, in like a 10 rounder or something. I would like to see that because I don't think he's got the stamina. I don't, you know, after years and years of smoking and drinking and all kind of stuff he's been doing at 53, I don't think he's got the stamina. I don't think he's got the reflexes. God knows if he can take a punch anymore. You know, that's one thing that a lot of people underestimate is when you've been out the ring a long time, sometimes your punch resistance can really deteriorate. I remember when Sugar Ray Leonard had been out the ring a long time and, you know, towards the end of his career, his punch resistance just seemed to go down the toilet. (laughs) You know, Uh, Ray Mercer, although with Ray Mercer, I think a lot of it was linked to the fact that he ended up with a damaged nerve in his neck from the Lennox Lewis fight. And eventually he had to have surgery on that damaged nerve, the, the, the nerve damage in his neck. And after he had that surgery, his punch resistance was never the same, Ray Mercer. And he was always a guy with a great chin. Uh, but yeah, a lot of the time you've been at the ring a long time and the punch resistance is not the same when you reach these kind of ages, 53. So yeah, it's great to see Mike Tyson hitting pads because it brings back fond memories, but let's not get carried away. He lost to Kevin McBride and Danny Williams many, many years ago. He's not going to be any better now, people. He's going to be worse. But this is what we lived through during the Mike Tyson era, is when Mike Tyson lost to Buster Douglas, people couldn't accept it. No, Mike wasn't right. He'll come back. He'll do this, that, and the other. Then a few years later, after prison, etc he started knocking people over again. And everybody was saying, oh, Mike Tyson's right now. There's no way. Nobody can beat him. Then he lost to Holyfield. People couldn't accept it. Went into the Holyfield rematch and people were like, oh, Mike Tyson's right. I'm telling you, he's back with Richie Giacchetti. That's not Kevin Rooney, but it's the next best thing. He's going to smash Holyfield this time. You, You wait and see. It all went wrong. Mike Tyson was one of those fighters, probably more so than anybody, who was sold to the public again and again and again, as the boogeyman. He's back. This time it's different. This time he's trained properly. This time he's injury free. This time he's not underestimating the guy. This time he's going to be invincible. They, re- <laughs> they rinsed that with Mike Tyson like you wouldn't believe. And I remember in the lead up to the Lennox Lewis fight, the majority of people, certainly who I knew, people in my circle, People in my neighborhood, the vast majority of people thought Mike Tyson was going to win. Now, everybody knew that Mike Tyson was nowhere near his prime anymore, but they still felt like you could beat Lennox Lewis. They said, well, he's a bigger puncher than Oliver McCall, he's a bigger puncher than Haseem Rackman, and therefore he's going to tag Lewis and knock him out. But boxing is a lot more complex than that, <laughs> as we all should know by now. And he went in there and it wasn't even competitive against Lennox Lewis. He just got beaten from pillar to post. Uh, Tyson was way past his best. Lewis was actually a year older than, or still is a year older than Mike Tyson, uh, but he was a guy who peaked later in his career. Tyson peaked very early. I mean, Tyson's peak was probably 22, 23 years old. He peaked real young. Uh, you know, fighters peak at different ages, of course. And that's another thing that people have to take into account with Mike Tyson. There are certain limitations to his style. The model style has its limitations and a lot of people underestimate that. But there's also the fact that Tyson peaked so early, you know? A a a fighter who peaks that early, he's going to gradually start going downhill. And that's what we saw. So how do you fight against that? I don't really think you can, because Tyson is a guy who went through puberty very young. When he was 13, 14, 15 years old. He looked like a 25-year-old man. (laughs) Okay? So, sometimes with guys like that who go through puberty early, their body at 16, 17 is like 27, 28-year-old man. But they also start to deteriorate more early than most other guys. So, Lennox Lewis at 17, if you see Lewis and Tyson side by side, when uh, Lewis was seventeen, Mike was about sixteen, there are thereabouts. Lewis was a beanpole when they sparred in the Catskills way, way back in the days. Lewis was just a string bean; he, he had no muscularity to him at all, because he hadn't developed physically. He hadn't gone through you know puberty fully by the time him and Mike Tyson sparred. But Mike Tyson was like a a brick house by then, you know. Lewis didn't physically mature until much later. And it also Lewis stopped growing much later. Mike Tyson stopped growing at the age of, I think, 14, something like that, 14, 15. And I can relate to that because I myself stopped growing about 14. I was huge for my age. <laughs> you know, I thought I was going to be a jack. Jo- I thought I was going to be like 6'6", 6, 6'7", 6, 6, because of the, you know how big I was when I was 11, 12 years old. Um, but yeah, some of us just go through pu- puberty very young. Other people go for it older. Mike Tyson went for it very, very early, but that meant he peaked early in terms of his athletic prime and then started to deteriorate more early than many other fighters. This is why I don't buy this idea that Mike Tyson could have gone undefeated if he'd stayed with Kevin Rooney and if Cuss was still alive and he would have been 100 and 0. I think that's all just hype talk. Yeah. More realistically, Tyson was going to lose sooner or later anyway. There is no such thing as an invincible fighter. Um, But anyway, we've gone way off track here. The main talking point was this footage of Mike Tyson now got 6.4 million views on Twitter. And as I say, looks tremendously impressive. And look, if you are just some dude who comes across Mike Tyson in the street, the average Joe, you certainly don't want to mess with him. (laughs) Even at 53, he would beat the brakes off most human beings. Yeah, but if you're talking about him stepping in there against top-level professional fighters, no, no, he would be in serious trouble, I would strongly suggest. But um maybe a round, he might look impressive. I mean, he, in the Lennox Lewis fight, which was in the early 2000s, he looked impressive for about half a round. And after that, he was a sitting duck. And yeah, Lennox Lewis was accomplished and all this kind of stuff, but I'm telling you now, man, Mike Tyson against Wilder, Fury, Joshua right now, no. (laughs) Just no, don't get carried away, people. Anyway, let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. It's happening, I'm out. Join me on Patreon. I upload a minimum of two podcasts every single week, covering a wide variety of controversial topics, as well as live stream Q and A sessions. Take a look on screen right now some of the podcasts i've produced so far for just three dollars a month the equivalent of about two pounds a month you get access to all my new podcasts and my entire back catalog of past podcasts including my popular confessions of a nightclub bouncer series you can listen on your computer or on your smartphone or tablet by downloading the patreon app from the google play store or the app store for free the patreon app also allows you to download each podcast in mp3 For less than the price of a cup of coffee, you get access to dozens of hours of exclusive content. It's easy to sign up, there's no contract and you can cancel at any time. So come and join our community of free and critical thinkers by signing up with me here on Patreon today.